So wait, was there any news? Because I thought we just said no, nothing should happen for a whole week. That would be nice if it did work out. Like that I thought, way. we specifically requested that. Did, we, did it? They didn't get the request. Nobody, nobody listens to us. Nothing interesting happened this week either. That's a fact. <laughs> nothing ever happens. These show notes disagree. Ooh, it does help. <laughs> Someone said hello for the to the ransomware podcast. <clears throat> it's not. <laughs> Yeah, we so, should have like a running bet about how big the hit list is going to be, and if someone like whoever puts the number in there gets gifted like three meckles or what, I don't know what we can actually. Really get. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> how big is the ransomware hit list this week? Even though you had you had access to the uh, the you know, show notes, like it's kind of cheating. Yeah. But... Ralph, can you turn the gain back just a hair? You want you want it more? No, back. No, back, too loud. Back. You're overdriving. You're hot, Rob. Right. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. He's going he's gonna to do a flyby. All right. Is, uh, is that a little bit better? It uh, is. It is, yeah. All right, cool. No, we can still hear you. Keep turning it down. <laughs> Shit. Wow, <laughs> dude. Jesus. Oh, God. This, this is supposed guy. to be an accepting workplace. Even for yeah, Florida people. Is... I feel like this is a hostile work environment, but I mean, I think it that's does. the news. I don't know that I can be the new guy anymore, John. We've hired multiple people after me now. Yeah, but I think we hired Ralph before you, so. Oh, yeah. So I'm just slightly newer than you, and you're slightly older. <laughs> is slightly. statehood a protected class? Like, can we make fun of Ralph for being Floridian? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, that's we should. Sure. Okay. True. I think that helps. But yeah. it's unfortunately the, the guy, unfortunately, the guy that's actually controlling the cameras and microphones is also from Into Florida. Bass. Into bath salts? Who said that? <laughs> I think it was Ralph that said. It was me. Is this? I remember. I remember. I was. I was in Virginia Beach, and I saw this shirt. It was like bitches, bongs, and bath salts. This is a long time ago, and I'm like, I wonder, did he fall into some poison ivy? Why would he like bath salts? Is that a thing? And I'd like go back to the room and Google what bath salts were. So that was that before was the whole face eating incident, real life zombies, yeah, yeah. and all that. <laughs> Yeah, before before that happened, when it was cool, right? Yeah, it's kind of like the you know AD BC of Florida. Yes. Sure. After after that incident, everyone kind of looked at Florida differently. No, no we didn't change it the same as we always did. It's just more affirmation, right? I was, I was going to say more positively so, than before, but so oh, wait, maybe the, the guy maybe. in Portland is throwing rocks at Florida. Listen, down here, all you have to do is choose between two rival gangs that shoot each other in downtown area. In Florida, you can choose from a lot more than just two. <laughs> it's a it's shooting gallery. It's got a point. God's waiting room. All right, so are we ready to get going? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's load it. Hello and welcome to another edition of Black Hills Information Security, talking about news. In this particular episode, we're going to be talking about ransomware. Again, because that's still a thing. We're also going to be talking about how Microsoft sat around, I guess, sometime earlier this year and thought, geez, if there was only an easier way to put malware in Excel spreadsheets. (gasps) I got it. JavaScript. We'll be discussing that. We'll be talking about Apple OS X flaws. We'll be talking about a trade with security firms like NSO Group and Pegasus and 
if we can actually have you know cybersecurity tools sold to China and things like that. So it's a really big show with a lot of things going on. I am joined this week by Ryan the Shootist, who always makes us look and sound good. Joined by Tim. I am joined by Noah and Ben. I am joined by, oh God, pop this back down. CJ's here this week as well. Corey is here and Ralph is here. So we've got an absolutely full house. And I'm gonna let one of you guys, you guys, I'm gonna say pick, pick a news story, please, that's not ransomware. Let's start off the show right. Anyone? This is, I thought this was taco about news. Taco about news? <laughs> is there not tacos? <laughs> it's raining tacos right out of the sky. Um, I shouldn't sing when I'm on these things because YouTube will like ban us for. Uh, DC, oh, yeah. That's too good of a. It's too good singing DCM or DMCA. Yeah, no, I'm not that good. But can we jump right into Microsoft like bringing JavaScript into Excel? I love JavaScript. Yeah. Everything yeah, has. You're JavaScript. a hacker. That's why you and, love it. And companies love Excel. So it just seems like it's peanut butter and chocolate, and it's a really short article in TechCrunch, right? Where it's basically like. Microsoft today announced that an update to Excel brings a new JavaScript API to the venerable spreadsheet app. The new API developers will be able to create custom data types, functions, and malware insertion methods within them. I added in that last part. That's <laughs> kind of an editor's. Why the, why, why the hell did they do this? And I, I guess they did this predominantly because Excel is, Microsoft wants to move everything into the cloud, right? I love them, um, they, they, yep. they want all their apps to be in the cloud. So to be able to integrate with you know Power BI and Power Query and then JavaScript because it's going to be running in the browser, this this seems like a bad idea. Am I wrong or am I missing something here? Because this seems well, bad. who doesn't just use C script and W script all the time for real business cases and not malware, right? I, I, I've honestly only ever used it for malware, so. <laughs> but that's, it's JavaScript, right? You just double click that JavaScript file, you load your payload. I mean, you run your extremely important business thing. And then, you know, it, it makes sense. It is interesting when you think about staging for this, right? Can you stage this kind of stuff? I mean, obviously, we already know with VBA, you can stage JavaScript payload or VBA payloads and download them and then run them. But It'll be interesting to see with the whole Power BI and all the other cloud integration stuff with JavaScript. Can you just add like someone else to your spreadsheet and it'll just run the, you know, if they open that spreadsheet, will it run that payload from there? I, I think one of the reasons they went with the JavaScript is mainly for Microsoft Excel Online. And so they're, they're, it, this has been on the roadmap for a little while that they plan to put JavaScript in. Um, so that way it would support basically macros via Office 365 Online. So in theory, yeah, if you open it up either on Office 365 Online or in your Excel document, it should run that JavaScript. However, there's, there's a big difference between running JavaScript in the browser versus running JavaScript inside of your Excel document. Namely, your browser has a JVM sandbox, if usually it should. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Most, also, most I just have to point out that TechCrunch obviously can't tell the difference between Microsoft Project and Excel because that is totally a nat chart. Yeah, for the uh, for the, uh, the 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 stock <laughs> just image 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 there. stock yeah, sale. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, they, and you would think that TechCrunch would know better yeah. than well, anybody. They're really the same. But, uh, it's still a spreadsheet. Yeah, I like I like Microsoft is already working with Bloomberg to help that company trial these custom data types, and I'm sure there's a whole bunch of malicious attackers out there that want to help test some things too. Does um, Bloomberg yes, so have a red team? If so, they're about to be way ahead of the game. <laughs> they are hey, absolutely. Ahead. So in, in case anybody wants to play with it, it's called Script Lab. 
and you can go and like play around with what the uh, the JavaScript API inside of Excel, PowerPoint, and Word. So oh no, so it's more than just oh, Excel. Yeah. That's what it, it looks like. Always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can share your favorite code snippets on GitHub. Just, I mean, this is amazing. Honestly, I think it's going to be a, a real boon to um, the people who use it, mainly us, and um, the, you know, the four other customers who decide to somehow run JavaScript inside your Excel spreadsheet. I just think that it was like this is there was a bright idea, but the people who are like diehard Excel users don't do this at all. Well, so I'm just kind of sad they didn't also change the name of Power BI again because they've only they've already changed it like eight times, right? It was like Power Apps or Power Automate. Now it's apparently Power BI. They should have changed it again to something different just to make it less confusing. Power Malware. Power potentially the okay. So let's go get that GitHub URL real quick. It's Powerware. Let's register that now so that when we do our tool release, we'll have it. Yeah. yeah, that's set up and ready to go. That's All right. Way. Um, do we want to? Oh, I don't. Still don't want to talk. Can somebody please pick a story that's not ransomware. I picked the first one. Y'all's turn. Oh. Go ahead. Malware. Malware. Uh, malware. Malware. Anybody? All right. There's a booming underground market for bots that steal your two-factor authentication codes. So this uh, mm-hmm. story comes from Vice. And that there is a whole market out there for um, getting your two-factor code and then selling it off, right? So um, kind of a broker service. So um, what do they mean by the two-factor code? They don't mean the actual number, but like, is it the seed value? No, um, I think they mean the number. The what? Yeah, I think, I, yeah, I, I think it is the number. Yeah. Huh. It's basically like, I'm too lazy to call someone and ask for their code, so I will outsource it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. It, it, it's literally like red teaming, or I guess one fishing or fishing or smishing as a service, <laughs> or I guess sim swapping. Elf effortlessly helps hackers break into Coinbase, Amazon, and PayPal. Yes, it has. Yeah, it has been definitely. We talked about it a little bit on the CoinSec podcast. It has been used on Coinbase very successfully to steal millions of dollars. Oh, so that's kind of like a good housekeeping seal of approval, right? Oh, so I guess what is what is kind of the takeaway to protect yourselves for these types of attacks? I mean, the normal stuff, right? Make sure that you don't give out your information willingly. Have a pin on your mobile account or on your mobile phone so that you can't be SIM swapped easily. And then I think the other thing that's interesting about this one is the providers that provide the services that these attackers are using, like Twilio is one that we use and also real attackers use to do these kinds of robocalls and things like that to collect this stuff. They're actually also supposed to be cracking down on misuse. The uh, you know, the, the misuse. Yeah. Here's a good recommendation: use a better password. They need your password for this two-factor, oh. uh, you know, scheme to work. Right? Oh my so god! This is the second okay. step. It's not the first step. This guy. So that gets that gets into the whole question of you know whenever we bitch about PCI requiring seven-character passwords as a minimum, which that I do I do weekly actually um, with my family. They hate it. And um, one, of the, that, one of the problems about, about that whole entire thing is everyone's like, well, if I got a seven-character password and I'm using 2FA, that's secure. I don't need to have a strong password, right? That, that's wrong. Well, yeah, especially when you know, users just answer the call and say, here's my 2FA code. Uh, <laughs> don't yeah. worry if, yeah, I mean, the, the, um, don't worry if any payment has been charged. We'll refund it within 24 hours. Crazy. Please provide your OTP. Yeah, that's always like the uh, 
the uh, the phishing or like uh, the scammers um, ploy, right? They say, "Hey, something bad has happened, but don't worry, nothing. We're, we're not going to charge you. Like something bad, like something could happen to you if you don't do this, right? Like, give us this code. We accidentally charged too much money. You know, something you know happened, um, and, but we can reverse this. We can fix the problem if you can just send us the code or whatever." I like the little dig too. The bot is great for people who don't have social engineering skills. Oh my god! <laughs> said said OTP God seven seven seven. So I guess oh take some take some training or just use the bot. Not great marketing. He's like he's yeah. he's, making fun, he's making fun of the people that he's trying to sell to. I guess CJ could help him with oh, sales. That, how, that is a nasty thing for you to say, Corey. I can't believe you said that. Well, you already you already gave him the gold star of approval, which they're going to put on their site now. They're going to put like yeah. Coin, Coinbase over three Black million Hills verified. Information security somewhere. says two thumbs up. Way up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is bad. Uh, let's go to the next one. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and let's talk about the United States banning NSO group. Um, this one I think is interesting because we've been kind of tracking these stories and talking about them for quite a while. And if you know NSO, anytime something like shady happens, uh, like, you know, a, a country is monitoring its own citizens and you know, violating their civil rights, it always seems like the NSO group pops up in it and they've been accused of like enabling malicious surveillance of activists and journalists and all kinds of different groups around the world so their name is definitely mud but now the united states has basically just came right out and said bluntly you know you're not you're not allowed to do any work with nso which okay so this makes me there's a couple of things about this right the first thing that i think is interesting is nso has responded and they said that they're dismayed by the decision and then they kind of threw a little bit of shade because they said that the tools that the NSO group creates, the United States is also using. So they kind of, you know, they know, oh, well, these tools are being used by the United States to prevent terrorism and crime as well. And I do know that there are different government agencies, DOD, IC, and law enforcement that are using NSO's tools. And I, I just think it's interesting. It's like, no, 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 it's cool. You can, we can use these tools, but we don't want the bad people using these tools. And it kind of gets into the line of where are you ethically required to actually try to vet how your tools are going to be used or not be used. So just, I don't know, I wanted to get your thoughts before we dig too much into it. And yeah, we're going to get into the open source tools debate, folks. It's coming, so sit tight. I mean, one thing I find interesting. If you're behind on these. The that, go ahead. The fact that they literally say that the U.S. uses their tools, like in almost any interview where anyone's ever asked, is so and so a customer? They well, no, no customers. comment. You know, we we, we no comment. In the statement, they just straight up effectively almost dox and say, "Yeah, no, U.S. uses our tools." Oh, uh, the U.S. is a big entity. They've obviously used it. Well, yeah, but oh wow, CJ's microphone is so bad right now. <laughs> or CJ's a robot. Either yes. or, both. <laughs> So. I, just, I just think that's interesting because yeah. they're usually very much like, no, we're not going to talk about our customers. If you're uh, if you're not up to date on the NSO stuff, the Darknet Diaries, a couple of recent episodes were very in-depth and interesting about how they have kind of used different defenses over the, you know, we can neither confirm nor deny who our clients are, but, you know, now the U.S. is a client and they might not have done their due diligence or whatever on that, but... 
Yeah. I guess we'll see how that progresses, right? I mean, and the, I can the only question is, does the U.S., do they know that they're using this product, or is it like one of those subcontractor, you know, different names kind of thing? Because that's what they do, that's isn't it? They what change I think, their name? That's what I think happened. Because remember, this is coming from the Commerce Department, right? So <clears throat> from the Commerce Department, they're basically like, well, these guys are bad. We're not going to use it. And you can just see like the NSA, CRA, all these different groups. They probably were not part of that conversation with the United States Department of Commerce. I, I, just, I just can't see it as that communication was actually happening. And I'm almost willing to bet that this will be reversed fairly quickly as well. You need me on that wall. You want me on that wall. Want me on that wall. <laughs> That's all I could think about when you like talk about you know these groups that are selling to uh, governments right all over the world for different kinds of surveillance. You're if it's not me, it's somebody else. I, I do find oh no, absolutely. that they specifically say like oh you, you can't use NSO group and not you can't use products that fall into that same category because there's multiple vendors in that space. NSO group just gets a lot of news attention right now. They're not actually blocking it because of what it is, is, is how I interpret it. They're, they're blocking it because the name has so much negative PR to it, effectively. <laughs> they're like, we're fine with surveilling our citizens. That's not the concern. This is just too much bad press if we allow right. it into well, the I mean, they're, they're saying like, you can't have NSO group software, but they're not saying you can't have private surveillance software. They're not saying you can't monitor civilians without letting them know. They're saying you can't have NSO group software. What I'm wondering, is NSO going to pull a Blackwater? If you remember, Blackwater's name was Mud. Everyone hated Blackwater, and then they rebranded. What do they rebrand as? I can't remember. I was going to say Accenture, but that's just mean. Accenture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how long before that was o- Arthur Anderson, OSN wasn't it? software comes point? online. Yeah, so it's been renamed twice a number of times now. There's no <laughs> company that I accidentally worked for. Z. Blackwater I, I becomes Z. Academy? Ac- Academy? There's, academy but then they also have they they were renamed z as well so then academy in 2011 i like that one too it's like is it just the element z on or is it what (laughs) (laughs) we don't really interact with anything um (laughs) but you can just see the nso group is gonna i if i was running the nso group i would literally spin off another division like you'd have the division of nso that does stuff within, you know, the North Korea and Myanmar and all those places. And then you'd have the part that, you know, works with the good guys and, uh, you know, call them angel security or something like that. Or as Eric just said, they're going to rename them as meta. Um, That's that's a good play. We didn't even talk about the Facebook meta thing. Um, Oh, yeah. It's deep water on that name too. I don't, I I guess they like asked a, I guess they asked a couple of companies. They're like, "Hey, we're thinking about rebranding to this." They're like, uh, "Who who are you?" And the lawyers like, "We can't tell you who our client is." They're like, "We think you're Facebook." They're like, "We can't tell you who our client is." They're like, "All right." And then um, they just went ahead and did it, even though the other companies were like, "Hey, we want this much." They're like, "That's too much money." I don't know. Well, so, I did like the video from the owner of Meta. Like, I guess they do computers. They do. I think it's gaming PCs. They said, you know, in right in light of these recent trying times, we've decided to rename ourselves Facebook. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, if, if it's good enough for you, we'll rename to Facebook as well. Um, and then I think they kicked out a logo on Twitter as well. I was going to say, um, I about the logo where the logo was originally green and they like changed it to blue and like squished it together a little bit and then like, check yeah. out our new logo. 
So there are some interesting cases where like, I think Burger King, there was a Burger King that existed before they called themselves Burger King. So there's a certain area, it's like a 50 mile radius where they can't operate because there's the real, the original (laughs) Burger King is there. So I just wonder if that's going to happen with Meta where it's like, they, they can't operate in like, 50 miles of whatever this company company's headquarters are. Just like, so people have to like get VPN services so that they can get out of that space and can log <laughs> into their Facebook account. Yeah. Well, or like Ghostbusters versus real Ghostbusters. So some, uh, some it, was, it wasn't just the case of like this company has the same name. They have the trademark, right? So it's a little bit more uh, significant than just like, hey, I called myself Meta. They've applied. They've applied for the trademark. They haven't been they not actually have the trademark. Last I read, um, which could be misinformation, um, they had applied. It's been an application status. Um, it hasn't been fully granted, so they could do the copyright yet. Um, so but, now Facebook's going to come in, just be like, hey, 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 no, 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 we, we should get in front, right? Because here's, you know, here's we have problem. money. Here's money. Please give us priority in the queue. <laughs> is that, that, that going to work for them? Like, seriously, like, whoever's working at the uh, trademark office, they're going to be like, hey, we're Facebook. And they'll be like, I love you guys. Like, I love you guys. This is how I get all of my misinformation. Facebook is like the Uh, McDonald's of the internet. If you talk to anybody, they're all like, I hate, I hate Facebook. I never go there. But if you watch them and follow them around, they're on it all the goddamn time. (laughs) Kids want to have McDonald's. McDonald's is horrible food and it's not good for you. And it's bad there that afternoon. What are you doing? I'm having a McGriddle. I heard it, called, uh, and this has probably been called this before, but I heard it called a boomer book, right? And I guess that Facebook knows that uh, a lot of the uh, boomer generation are using Facebook and that they're actively trying to get them to not use this, <laughs> even at the detriment of them. I don't know. That's, 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 uh, that's what's going on. So I don't know. Facebook is great. It's great, guys. It's great. Facebook's lit or whatever they would have to say to market. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, Facebook is totally radical. Yeah, it, it's cool. We're so radical, you don't even know what it is when we say meta. What does it mean? We don't know. You don't know. That's cool. <laughs> it scares me. Don't you want your photos? Yeah, that was kind of all <laughs> I could think of when I heard that they were going to rebrand to meta. It's like, you guys are just trying to impress the kids. That's so that's, meta. That's, yeah, like so you're, just trying, you're just trying to impress young people. And it's like old people who are like, yeah, I know all about the interwebs. Here, let me show you something about I had Facebook. a virtual boy. I had a Nintendo virtual boy. I know about the metaverse. <laughs> so the next one I want to talk about is, um, you know, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Uh, the United States House passes an act to help small and medium businesses with cybersecurity. Um, I don't know how much. Whoa, 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 wait, go back. The United States House, you're telling me they passed something? They did. Oh, they did. Burn. Oh, burn. from afar. There you go. That's not, there, not proficiency tests or any kind of mora- morality <laughs> tests. We didn't pass those. So, one of the things they had is uh, training programs for small businesses, specifically for like user awareness training and then just general cybersecurity training as well to try to help out these small businesses somehow secure their environments. And I like the idea of it being associated with training. I don't know. I I just wonder how many small businesses are sitting around thinking, my God, I wish we had some cybersecurity training that we could take. Because those people, once you cross (laughs) that Rubicon, you're not the problem anymore, right? Like, I, I, I don't know, like, what the outreach of this is going to be. And it's just, 
really light on the text. There's not a whole lot to it. But I, I think it's at least a step in the right direction, I suppose. Really? Um, is it? Yeah. The government's going to fund it and that's going to fix it. They're like, I'm like, cyber training, we'll do cyber training. Small businesses, come, just come to the news. There's training right, right there. There you go. There you go. How much did that cost the U.S. taxpayer right there? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, CJ, I mean, you'll change your tune when they come to you with the contract. They're like, all right, we think we've identified we want it to be small businesses affecting small businesses. And then they're like, can you train 300 million accounting workers how to not get hacked? <laughs> yes. Yes, I can. One, change your password. Yes. <laughs> we, we, need you to, we need you to put Number the federal two, standards Number two, change it down. again. Put the federal done. standards. The, the, the federal standards. We've worked Can you imagine with groups. Congress arguing about password complexity? Like, how long oh, do we make? <laughs> seven oh, characters. PCI, they really seem to have their crap together. Seven. I think we should stick with seven character paths. Seven is good. Oh, <laughs> man. I like seven. seven. It's a lucky number. I might, none seven of my passwords character. are that long. I'm convinced yeah, that I pissed off. I'm convinced that I pissed off PCI so bad that they're not going to change it. They're like, well, screw him. We're just not changing it. <laughs> if we change it, we prove John Strand right, and that's unacceptable. Yeah, we can't have that a-hole be yeah. right about anything. My it's guess the is, principality. <laughs> my guess is PCI can't find this cast. That's my guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm up for, I'm up for Maybe recertification. We, need, right we might need to advertise on the Facebook for them. Uh, the Facebook? No, it's yeah. um, Oh, John. It's, Double burn. Double burn. Dude, it's meta. Come on. Oh, this new, it, this yeah. new media. It's so confusing. How does it work? <laughs> So, well, <laughs> but getting I, I back to the core issue, I don't, I don't think this is going anywhere, right? Like, I just can't. You know, it, you, you see House bills all the time. There's a new, there's a new hack back law that's being discussed, and it, the House passes all kinds of crazy stuff all the time. It's just, it's just what they do, right? And it's then the it goes same the stuff Senate. they struggle with. <laughs> it's the yeah. same stuff that they struggle <laughs> with, right? And then it goes to the Senate, and it dies because that's. <laughs> Kind of what the Senate is supposed to do, I suppose. But this gets into a larger question. I, I have people all the time ask me, it's like, well, geez, you probably think the government really needs to get involved in the cybersecurity thing and help defend the country. I don't even know what the hell that would look like. And I am now comfortable, I'm well comfortable saying, one, I'm an expert in cybersecurity. And that takes years to get to that point where you're okay saying that and hopefully not sounding like a jackass. But seriously, like if the government was going to come in and help fix any of this goddamn problem that we have in cybersecurity. Like, I want to ask all of you, what the hell could they do? Like, are they going to force organizations to patch? Are they going to create mandatory, you know, 21 character passwords? Are they going to push two-factor authentication? I mean, how do you solve the cybersecurity problem if, if, you were gonna, if you were in the government's position? Let's say you could get it through the House, you could get it through the Senate, you could get the president to sign off on it. What the hell would you do? Honestly, I think training is one of the best things that they could do because they're running it through Small Business Administration, which SBA does that training for businesses starting up. And that's very, very, very great. CJ, will, you, know, you know, we're talking about what government does right. We talk about this all the time. SBA is one of those things that has helped innumerable companies get started. I think this is about as good as they can do. But how in the hell... Could you, like, if you could wave a magic wand, what the hell would you do? 
I would fund an organization. I would call it NIST, and I'd have them do something <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> so wait, I actually have I actually have a real Is that a thing. Bad that, idea? That I, I have a real thing that I think would be helpful, and that's a national sort of like process or like hotline or whatever for like, hey, we've been hacked. You know what I mean? Like right right now, where does that we go? Have that. Like, yeah. we have that. It's the Mandiant one eight hundred hotline. Like. <laughs> goes right to Kevin Mandia. He pops out of bed, puts on his Batman costume. He goes down to his cave and he sends consultants for $450 an hour to fix the problem. I genuinely think a government run, like, I don't know, I don't want to say incident response, but just a like thing that you can tell. So then at least the government knows what companies have been hacked and can like direct them to the, you know, Here's yeah, the Air right. Force. The Air Force can shut down the C2. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, maybe. Hey, I mean, that might be. Yeah. I can see how that could be abused, by the hey, way. I'm going I'm to I'm point out CC ambush. Hold company leadership accountable, like criminally responsible for crappy security. I'm going to say it once. I've said it on compliance. When you yep. sue people, when it hits their bottom line, that's when people start doing security right. When the, the legal risk from bad security is bigger than the risk of shuffling it off into the ether, that's when yeah. you have a, a change of C, a C change. And I, and I agree with that. You know, you, you can set it up. You, working with carrots and working with sticks, right, is probably the best way to deal with it. I just, you know, whenever you talk about companies calling up and saying that they've been compromised, my fear is, once again, as I started this, I'm here from the government and I'm here to help. A lot of times, you're going to get more punished for calling the government and saying you've been hacked than not, which is difficult. Calling in and saying we've been hacked by this particular IP address, I can see someone saying, yeah, we've just been compromised and it appears to be an ASN. Um, the ASN number is 63293. We need to block everything to ASN number 632. Nine. What about the Three. war on passwords? We, can, we did the war on drugs. What about the war on passwords? The war. There we go. On we won passwords. the war on drugs. I'm sure we just as successful. We're like, eff it, pot, take it, guys. And that's all we ever wanted, really. I mean, so we'll so just end up too much. Too much. We'll just, we'll just end up legalizing passwords. Is all that'll happen. <laughs> Don't do seven characters. Yeah, it's yeah. a joke. Or, yeah, the Dare program. It's like. Cool kids don't use eight-character passwords. <laughs> At your next party, if someone offers to give you to give them your OTP, don't do it. Cool yeah, kids do don't let friends use we Facebook. Have, <laughs> we have a skateboarding dog. Could we have a skateboarding dog who has uh, like sunglasses drive the program for the kids? Hey, kids! <laughs> I use password managers. <laughs> I, think I we use. I use a two-factor authentication solution. I think we need to loop Jason into this conversation. It sounds like yeah. we got some great content to. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, yeah. Is, yeah the government would definitely. Oh, you know what? This should be good for the zine. There should be like yeah. you know this. Or I was thinking like, maybe a know, Black Hills information security over. cartoon that we could stream every Saturday morning for kids. <laughs> yeah. Is it like the Muppets, select adults? Yeah. The... <laughs> select all adults. I, I keep I keep telling people when they're like, you know, back when I was actually doing pen testing, and they're like, oh, that must be the most exciting job in the world. I'm like, you want to come watch me? You can. And it's like, what did he do? Uh, nothing. I'm googling, like, you know, <laughs> going through and looking through source code on something. What the hell are you looking for? I don't know. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you when this I find it. This is the most boring thing ever. And then whenever you condense like an entire two-week engagement 
to like a five minute conversation. It's like, yeah, I found a bunch of hard coded passwords that are on public GitHub repositories. And it was, and it was like, that sounds so exciting, but it was like hours of scrolling through garbage. Yeah, that's not going to be a great Saturday morning cartoon, I think. Um, yeah. It'll be pretty bad. It's propaganda. It doesn't have to be good. It just has to hit <laughs> yeah, people's no. eyeballs. It doesn't have to be good. It's only good propaganda. Remember, like Lenny, Lenny Reffin style said, it's only good propaganda if that's the only thing people can watch. So, <laughs> so I, 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 like I said, I, I think that this is a fun kind of thought exercise. Whenever you're sitting around drinking with your friends, and you, you know, you're, you're trying to figure out, okay, what, what can the government do for security? Seriously, sit down and have a conversation. Like, what the hell could the government do to secure anything other than completely black hole like Russia? That might work, maybe a little bit, but it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough, it's a tough problem. So hey, I've, I've, I've advocated that. What are we doing? Having uh, we do that. <laughs> <laughs> ransomware abuse, resistance education, rare. That's back again. <laughs> But I think we can all start by blocking the ASN number six three two <laughs> nine three. Once Wait, again, John, my website's down. there. No, my website's there. <laughs> no, it's <not. laughs> now it's even more important that we block six three <laughs> two nine three, and we and we need to broadcast BGP routes out everywhere to black hole six three two nine. Three. Is that the Facebook BGP? Because they just took that down. They tried that. They did yeah, that themselves, they did, actually. They did it themselves. Yeah. But you know why it didn't work? They didn't have help. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's bad oh. when they had their own self-realization and had to block themselves from the internet. We're just too bad. We're not good for anyone. It was <laughs> a whistleblower all along. They, they were threat hunting inside their network and saw some suspicious activity going to those servers. But, oh, we should block that. <laughs> I, Cut I the internet. See, I didn't see the story on our official stories, but I'm going to have Ryan go through and try to find it. The, did you guys read the article? I just saw it this morning where a ransomware gang was apologizing to Saudi Arabia. That's no, but that does so, sound very nice. It is very nice of them. Um, let me see if I can find the article. Is, is that like how they now have the, you know, the list, the ransomware as a service people have like a denied clients list? Like, we won't do healthcare. It's like, <laughs> we, we won't kill a kid, but that rule can be changed if the kid's a dick. It's like from that TV. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. I'm we have standards, but they're very fluid. Here is, yeah, we have standards. And the standards basically boil down to we don't want to die. And the Vice article, hackers apologize to Arab royal families for leaking their data. So it says in October, the infamous ransomware gang known as Conti released thousands of files stolen from a UK jewelry store, Graph. Um, now the hackers would like the world to know that they regret their decision perhaps in part because they released files belonging to very popular and powerful people. It, they basically had files that were released to David Beckham, Oprah Winfrey, Donald Trump, and also members of the royal family in the UAE, Qatar, and Saudi Arabia. So they, they said, our team apologizes to His Royal Highness Prince Mohammed bin Salman and any other members of the royal families whose names were mentioned in the publication of any publication for any inconvenience the hacker said so cj this might be the answer to the previous thing um the quote was bluntly uae sends assassin assassination teams to deal with people they don't like even ransomware groups are subject to this political pressure i've said solution i've said it before a black helicopter with a repelling seal team is the answer to a lot of problems (laughs) god hold on let me kill this
So, <laughs> that wasn't I, the Saudi government, was it? Wasn't this the yeah. same group? This, this was the same ransomware group that had their op notes leaked and they were like better than half of consulting firms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this cool. is that group. This is that group. And apparently they're, they're really PR professional. They're, these are the professional ransomware guys. If you're, you know. It's just, just so nice that the world citizen, you know, they can go F themselves. But the Saudi royal family, we are so oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very sorry. We, please don't kill us. Oh, <laughs> we like our heads. Yeah. But, yeah, like our heads. but the rest of you, pay up! Yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah, else, so, it's all your fault. You can just see the guys at the NSO group going, we're getting some more contracts, yes! Yeah, really. They're <laughs> like, oh, Pegasus deployments are up 100%. We have ransomware teams. Now we can go after journalists and ransomware teams. Oh my God. This is just so good. This is just the best thing ever. Um, God. I, 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 did, I was wondering how long this was going to take before something like this happened. Because this crap happens a lot. Years ago, when I was doing the active defense cyber deception stuff, <laughs> we had one bank out of Asia that contacted me and they were like, yeah, we want to do a whole bunch of, you know, cyber deception and attribution and all this stuff. And I'm like, great. So are you guys planning on like finding where these attackers are and they're working with Interpol to try to like go and arrest them? And the, and the conversation was just like really uncomfortably quiet. They're like, no, we got people that take care of that. I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> okay. I'm going to no bid this now. Cause I don't want to be part of that. <laughs> but you can just apologize and undo it all. Even if I really don't like hackers and I don't, it's like, you don't want to read in the news. Like this particular hacker was found in little tiny boxes, gift wrapped and sent to his family and go, I was part of that. That was me. That's not, no. No, it's not. You'd not have cool. to apologize. That would make it all better. Maybe just yeah, that would make it all better. Maybe just a horse sorry, head. Sorry about what happened to your son or daughter. Um, I didn't think that. I feel bad about it though. Not that only bad. if they're powerful and rich and famous. Yes. Only if they're powerful and rich and famous. Yes. All right. Anybody else have a story they want to go over? One last one. One more time. Hmm. One more um, time. Hmm. Funny. I just see more. You know, like this malware uses this technique. All right. Somebody had mentioned the $10 million bounty for Darkseid uh, the State Department is putting out. Um, once again, a pretty effective strategy of trying to get cyber attackers that the United States government can do is just put bounties on their head. And whenever I read that article, L was here. I just, do you guys remember the movie Ransom with uh, Mel Gibson? Where, where his son is basically abducted. And Mel Gibson has this scene where he's sitting at a table and it's completely filled with money. And he's like, this is the ransom that you guys requested, but none of you are going to get it because I'm going to hunt you down and kill you. Um, that's kind of the way I read this, where uh, basically, you know, the United States is basically like, here's $10 million, dark side. This isn't for ransom. This <laughs> is for people to turn you in. And um, I'm wondering, do you think that $10 million is enough? Or do you think that a lot of the friends are like, no, we make that in a week. We're good. No, so this, that's good so this, money. I was going to say, it's only for tips, right? It's not for like going out and compromising all their C2. True, <laughs> like, true. it's just I tips. See, like it's not hack back. It's in tips, this situation, it's, it's just the tip. So that's all. <laughs> when the government offers just the tip for 10 mil, I feel like you turn it you, down, but that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So I, I, I don't know. I mean... I think that that's an interesting, yeah, 
then it's time for the Z contractors or key Z contractors to hunt you down and find you. So maybe yeah. maybe this is the bridge between the black helicopters um, and dealing yeah. with the I will problem. say this it, could be the undoing of the hacker in their parents' basement, right? Because if you've yeah. been using your power bills really high, you never do the dishes. <laughs> like if that's you and you're in part of this ransomware group, you're in trouble because your parents well, are, I mean, it's $10 million. Could you imagine, can you imagine the difficult dinner conversations? Honey, honey, what are we going to do about Logan? You know he's caught up in this ransomware. The United States is offering $10 million for just the tip. We She's can, like, we can start just the tip? In my experience, it's never just the tip. No, it's just the tip. That's what the State Department said. I love then, our son. I know. I love our son, too. But I think it's time that we own up to the fact that we failed as parents. And that we and also love $10 million. And, cash out. and yeah. I think that our, that our penance for failing is to buy a boat. Um, so <laughs> wait, how better to fund his rehab than with 10? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the way it would, we can spend at least a hundred thousand dollars on his rehab, right? Plus it's, it's better clean money, this. unlike the money he's making. And ladies and gentlemen, if you have kids that are into hacking, it's better to take the $10 million than to deal with the Saudis. And the <laughs> That's what we've learned today on Michael's information. And, it, yeah. and dark side will eventually accidentally <laughs> hit the Saudis. It will happen. Oh, it's going to happen. Actually, oh. okay, that's the way you do it, right? If you're the United States government, because we're trying to find solutions to this problem, the United States government hacks the Saudis, makes them believe that it's the various ransomware groups, and then oh, and just, just head tear each other apart. That's the way you do it. Yeah. That's, you, that, you, yeah. you play the guitar on the MTV. That's the way. That's, or alternate plan, yeah. just hire them to hack the Saudis. There you go. Yeah. Who's this IP address? I'm just letting you know that its ASN number is six. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's that saying? If the U.S. government wants you bad enough, they're going to get you, right? Like yeah. they don't have they don't have a stop. They don't have an, a budget limit or something like that. Like if you're on the list and you're high enough, you're done. Right? It's probably it's just not a even record breaking. Right? Ten mils, like yeah. probably nothing. Right. Yeah, I assume El Chapo was at least 50 mil. <laughs> Dropping that on accident, just doing, you know. You can whatever. see the, the GAO, the General Accounting Office, doing this price breakdown. It's like, so what do we, how much does it cost if we actually go after these attackers? It's like, well, then we need to have the extradition treaties and we got to negotiate those treaties. And those treaties are costly. How many plane rides do we have to go back and forth? At least 20, 30. We got to do this. It's going to take us years. We got to pay for the hotel rooms. We got to do this. Yeah, brand How much is it going expensive. to cost us to set up the legal framework? A billion dollars. A billion dollars. What if we just paid ten million? Sold. Um, that's just. <laughs> so the lowest oh, bidder today is the citizen. Yeah. Yeah. Tragic. Oh my god. All right. Well, like I said, good to be back this week. Good start to the week, everybody. I want to say thanks for everyone hanging out. Ben showed up. Ben wasn't on when I initially. Uh, was doing shout outs. But as always, I want to say thank you so much for hanging out with us as we talk about the news and just rant. Yeah, this is literally this is literally what we do when we sit around and drink at conferences. And hopefully we'll get a chance to see you all at a conference sometime real soon. Um, so with that, Ryan, take us out.